You're listening to a City on a Hill podcast. We'd love you to use and share this podcast, but please refrain from editing the content without permission from City on a Hill. If you'd like to know more about our church, or if you'd like to donate to the work of City on a Hill, please visit cityonahill.com.au. I was thinking in the lead up to today about the significance of a name or a title. The weight that a name or a title can have. It can convey meaning and it can convey weight. Like, if I just said a couple of these words, I wonder what you think. I wonder if I said psychologist. What do you think? Or I wonder if I said the name 9-11. There's meaning there, isn't there? There's weight there. Can you think of any others? From my own life, uh, I've had a few jobs. I've got an interesting-looking resume. Uh, I think of the words physiotherapist and Anzac Day. Now, these these terms, these names, they have meaning. Uh, they have a what-do-they-mean-to-you meaning, and they also have an actual meaning. So, for example, physiotherapist, uh, there is a what-it-means-to-me meaning is uh, often I would feel like the token back rubber or the person counsellor the work cover letter writer. But physiotherapist, what does it actually mean? Well, if you break the word down, physio, you've got in Greek, physios, which means natural or physical. And then therapist, the Latin is therapia, which is to bring healing or cure. So physiotherapist actually means a a healer of the physical. The other one was Anzac Day. In my past life, I used to be in the army, I was an infantry and then a cavalry soldier. Now, Anzac Day, what that meant to a lot of people back then, uh, it was sadly just a day off so that you could go to the RSL in your uniform and get drinks paid for you and you could get have a nice day, according to those guys. But what does Anzac Day actually mean? Break it down. Australian, New Zealand, Army Corps, started to remember the 8,000 fallen soldiers on the shores of Gallipoli. Today, an ongoing celebration of the Australian and New Zealand soldiers who have served and died in war and conflict and even peacekeeping operations. Names and titles, they carry meaning and they carry weight, both what do they mean to you and also what they actually mean. So what do you think when you hear the name and the title Christmas Day? Again, there's a, what does that mean to you? And there's also an actual meaning. I wonder what you think Christmas means to you. I think already over the last month, since Halloween rolled over, basically, we've seen a lot of different interpretations of Christmas. But do you know what the word Christmas actually means? Now, as you're sitting around... This afternoon, having a few cold ones. A one is not, it is not a one unless it is cold. It's got to be a cold one. And you're to say, what does Christmas even mean? What is this word that we use? What does it mean? Well, let's break it down. Christ mass. Christ, what does that mean? Christ. Hebrew, go to the Hebrew, it means Messiah. What does that mean? Anointed one, chosen one. Christ, the chosen one. And you can't separate Christ from Jesus Christ, can you? It's shorthand there. Jesus Christ. And what does Jesus mean? 
rescuer, saviour, that's one. That's right. The, the angel comes to comes to Mary and she says, you will name him Jesus, which is kind of like, you know, Mary, you know, she had like, you know, she found out the gender before she delivered, you know, which is very, you know, millennial of her. And then the angel even is just like, hey, look, uh, and you will call him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So Mary gets to miss out on the name part as well, but Jesus Christ. So you've got Jesus Christ, God's chosen, anointed Saviour. Think deeply about that for a moment. And then you've got the word Mass. Christ Mass. What's Mass? Well, Mass in Latin, you go miss us, which is sent. The rescuer, sent. The saviour, sent. So when you hear the word Christmas this year, I want you to think from our reading today, John 1, 3 to 5, all things were made through him, without him was nothing made, was not, not anything made that was made, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness. That's hope-filled language. And the darkness has not overcome it. Christmas means, Christmas is the celebration of Jesus sent from God to save. Jesus sent from God to save. Think about that. That's significant. That implies something, doesn't it? That implies something. It implies what? Well, it's something. It implies that something is something needs saving. And how bad? How bad is the saving? God has to do the saving. Like that's a lot of saving. That's not like oh well, there's a three-step program and I can figure that out. No, God's just like well, I got to step in now. Jesus sent from God to save. Now, when you think about that, when you think about this world that God has made, that God has to step in and save something, what do you think about? Do you think maybe the government system? Last year, COVID lockdowns, everyone was thinking the government system needed saving them, didn't they? Am I the only one? No. What about the climate? Is that what God is coming in to save? What about mental health? What about you? What about your soul? Pray for that person today. Be with them, Father, on this significant day. What about your soul? See, when you turn the question back in on yourself, Jesus sent from God to save, save what? All of a sudden, the title Christmas the title Christmas to a Western, individualistic, experience-driven, self-efficient, self-esteem, self-made humanity, Christmas becomes scandalous, doesn't it? Christmas becomes scandalous. The very title Christmas, Jesus sent from God to save, implies there could be something wrong even with you. Merry Christmas. <clears throat> And that is something, that's something wrong. It's something you can't save yourself from. It needs God intervention. Christmas, Jesus sent from God to save. Could that be true? How do you feel about that?
Maybe this is offensive to you. Maybe this is offensive to you. I think it's very offensive to a lot of people. I think it's even confronting. I think many comments on the Facebook feed after our Carol's event reflected this. Well, it'd be too religious for me. I would much prefer the Christmas day. This isn't a comment, but this is what I read into it, you know. Why don't we just get dressed up, do Elf on the Shelf, say happy holidays, season's greetings, and look at Santa's sleigh? Because that is a much better reality to indulge in, isn't it? <laughs> Sounds stupid when you say it out loud, but because no one's getting offended at that, are they? Don't get offended at the, the maple leaf. Oh, yeah, that's my truth. But should the accurate historic definition of Christmas, Jesus sent by God to save, should that be something we quickly disregard just because it makes us feel uncomfortable? Is that a good way to live? Like, should the discomfort of confrontment be reason enough not to engage in this spiritual, historical, eternal plane. Jesus sent from God to save. Is that a good way to live your life? Ignore the reality, hope it goes away. See, that wouldn't have been a good way to practice as a physio, you know? You do the assessment, you identify a few things. Yeah, you need your stuff, but just, yes, just, just ignore it, you know? It's just, or what about World War One? Just ignore that. Hope it goes away. Now, I don't know about you, but I think there really does feel like there's something wrong with this world. I feel like there really is some God-sized problems that need to be dealt with in this world that I can't do anything about. And really, if there was something wrong in this world, I mean, probably us who live on the surf coast are like the furthest from a lot of the world's problems, really. Like, can we be a bit honest, like for a moment? Just like we're we living the good life. Feels like heaven, but it's not. If there really was something wrong in this world and God had a solution, wouldn't you want to know? Like if the pain in my knee could receive healing and intervention because there was an expert physician who could give me a diagnosis and then give me a plan and a way out, I'd be into that. Like if there was a war and conflict that draws near and I'd be outnumbered and outgunned if it came to me, but there was someone on my behalf that would fight for me, I'd stick around to hear more about that. Christmas, Jesus sent by God to save. This isn't offensive news. This is good news. This is great news. This is worth celebrating. Christmas is the announcement that God, who tells us, is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, who is powerful and majestic, who created the sun and the moon and the stars and the sea. God sends his chosen one, the Son of God, to what? Safe. Christmas, it's not offensive. It means reassurance. It means relief. It means hope. The Saviour is here. <laughs> That's good news. Rather than recoiling at the rejection, at the revelation of our broken soul, and 
and reject it. We can rejoice because Christmas actually means Savior sent. Sent. And knowing this in the deep places of our hearts, knowing its actual meaning, not that what it means to me meaning, it means our hearts can go, aha, yes, I knew something was wrong. I knew that wasn't right. I knew there was something messed up in me and something messed up in this world. I knew that all of my searching because I've been turning up empty, I knew that there was something bigger and greater than myself that I needed to look to and appeal to. This is why all of my attempts to satisfy myself have turned up empty. But now, joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. I will receive this king. This is amazing. God has drawn near. He comes to bring change. Change based on love. Based on love. Not harsh, oppressive coercion. Based on love. That means wanting someone's good. That means wanting them to flourish. That means wanting them to be, live a vibrant, abundant life. Change that means restoration. Restoration from all that is broken. It means that we can say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I lack nothing. He restores my soul. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? God cares about your condition. Jesus Christ sent from God to save. God cares about a broken, wounded spirit. And God looks to those who know that they are in need of healing, who long for renewal. And he comes and he brings more than medication. He brings complete redemption and resurrection. God, who is spirit, he comes as the divine doctor and spiritual surgeon. And at the same time of us sitting in his office with his many leather-bound books, smelling of rich mahogany, he gives us the diagnosis that, yes, we are sick and we can't heal ourselves, but at the same time, he freely offers the solution to our spiritual wounding with spiritual intervention. And then he says, I do it for free. And we go, what? Because I love you. Christmas. Jesus sent by God to save. God puts on flesh. And he enters in as the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And he comes to heal our broken spirit that dwells in our flesh. And Jesus, as fully grown teacher and rabbi, he announces to the world in his three-year preaching, healing, miracle-doing ministry, he says, have restored peace. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He says, have real beauty, real beauty, lasting beauty. Come to me that you may have life, life abundant. He says, come with me and have renewed community. You'll have a through receipt a thousand times more in this lifetime and in the life of time. Connect with me, the divine, for I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one can come to the Father apart from me. That's Jesus' announcement. That's what this little baby and this major grows up to say and teach. This is the significance of God's rescue. 
You think of what it's building up to? Broken relationships. Jesus came to put an end to that. Restlessness. Jesus came to put an end to that. War. Jesus came to put an end to that. Psychologists. Jesus came to put an end to that. Medications. Jesus came to put an end to that. Hospitals. Jesus came to put an end to that. Nursing homes. Jesus came to put an end to that. Funerals. Jesus came to put an end to that. The fear that you should rightly have if you were ever to stand before the perfect, holy, righteous, mighty God. Jesus came to put an end to that. The invisible intervention of the Lord Jesus Christ. Easy to miss. But its culmination is visible. And how do we know? Well, as Jesus came to the answer to that ache and longing of hunger that your soul has and has not been able to satisfy, as he comes to start a revolution of human existence, as God sends Jesus to save the world and provide a new path, a new way, how do we know the invisible culminates in the physical? Because Jesus goes and dies on a cross. He's put into a tomb for three days. And after all hope is gone, rocks up to the disciples' party, he's like, hey, this is all legit. That's just like the LGB translation, but that's what we have. So this Christmas, don't forget Jesus sent by God to save and start living in that reality if you know him as best friend, big brother, treasure and king. And if you don't yet know Jesus, maybe you're interested to investigate more of the claims of this man who said he was God, who died and came back to life. I mean, that, that enough for me is just like, okay, if this is legit, I probably should look into that because I know one thing for certain is I will die. One thing you can do this Christmas is you can just speak to him. Like, like he's God. And you can even expect him to answer because he's God. And he can do that in mysterious ways, profound ways. Sure, there'll be people in the Middle East this Christmas season waking up to dreams and visions of the Lord Jesus Christ. What does the revelation of Jesus look like for you today? Maybe it's you open a Bible, blow up the dust, open it up, who is this Jesus guy? And as you begin to read about him, you realize that actually there is a deep, profound love that he has for you in what he would do in being born into a manger to save his people. So church, when you have your chat about Christmas this day, maybe you can ask, hey, do you know what Christmas actually means? And they'll tell you, well, this is what it means to me. And you can say, yeah, but you know what it actually means? I, I chatted about that. We had a chat about, talk about that at church today. And, um, and we did some weird singing. But uh, I've got this nice little book. Why don't you read a little bit more? Or I'll tell you what he's been doing in my life. Well, that's Christmas. Let me pray. And um, I think that's will wrap us up. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to know more about our church, 
Or if you'd like to donate to the work of City on a Hill, please visit cityonahill.com.au.